Hey, you guys. Sorry it's been a little bit. Life got a little bit busy, and Faith has been home from Florida. She wanted to come home for her sister's birthday. Um, Destiny turned 17 last Thursday, March 3rd. So I'm going to tell you, um, this is probably going to be in a couple, two or three parts, um, about destiny. Um, so destiny was born March 3rd, 2005, and she was completely opposite of faith. Um, faith was so calm, content, sweet from the get-go. And then Destiny was born and um, she was very, um, she just needed me all the time to a point of Faith was like two and a half and a little over two and a half and she would just cry. And I was like, what's the matter? And she'd say, I don't know, mama. <clears throat> well, it was because destiny, she, it was, it was her and I, and I mean, we would go get the mail together. We would do everything together. And then when destiny was born, she took all of my time and attention. So, um, yeah, um, very, very opposite girls. And most people say their kids are very opposite. <laughs> um, but like we joked around saying that she should have been a quote unquote boy because, <laughs> um, everybody that had boys were like, they're rough and tough and they don't sit still and they're wild. And, and destiny was rough and tough. Like she would try to be gentle, but with babies, with animals, like she would just like kind of squeeze them. And, um, she didn't like mean to be, but, and she didn't like cry very much. Like if she fell down, she just brushed it off, got back up, just very different than faith. And, um, faith was so mellow and destiny was opposite. And, um, as they were growing up, faith from the get go was like, so motherly still is. Um, so she was very motherly towards destiny and she would always be trying to help her and destiny would like try to like wrestle, attack her. She'd like bite her sometimes and faith, faith would just lay there and be like, mama. And I'm like, you're bigger. Just get her off of you. <laughs> um, anyways, <clears throat> destiny to explain her to like, um, we weren't going to put the girls in school until they were in kindergarten because um, I wanted as much time with them as I could before they had to go to school. So I didn't want to put them in any earlier, but we ended up putting Destiny in 4K, but the only opening was Montessori and um, she had bit a little girl like, I don't know. And yes, we disciplined. I felt like that's all I did was discipline Destiny. Faith. All you had to do is say Faith Michelle and she would cry. She would <laughs> like Destiny, no. If you said, Do you want a spanking? She would say, Spank me. Like 
very opposite, very opposite. I'm just trying to paint the picture for you all. Um, like when she was like four and a half, she, um, would, you know, we live in town and she would, we'd be playing outside and she would just like pull her pants down and like poop in the yard. Destiny like made everybody laugh. Um, but she was just like, like loved life too. Like so happy, so like silly, always wanting to make people laugh, always wanting to tell knock knock jokes, um, would crack herself up. Um, everybody thought she was hilarious and she was very hilarious. Um, so anyway, um, Faith had went into multi-age in kindergarten and there was two teachers in there. So destiny was going into multi-age and I was explaining to the teachers how destiny was so opposite. And they're like, yeah, all parents say that. And destiny, we ended up putting her in summer school too, for the two, two weeks, half days with, um, face kindergarten and first grade teachers. And the first day after just a couple hours, they're like, oh my gosh, I've never seen two kids more opposite. And yeah, Destiny, Destiny was just her very own person. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so Destiny was born, um, like we, like, you know, she was pretty much what I just said, like just so happy, so silly, so funny, but a turd ball for sure. Um, and all of a sudden Faith and I and Destiny had to go get Destiny shots before she went to kindergarten. So it was August of 2010. And so we had went to the clinic to get her shots and I will, um, side note for a minute. Every Andy had a job at the time where he was always done like work by like 11, 12. He started at like three, four o'clock in the morning. So every time we would schedule the girls' appointments, their, you know, well check shots when they were babies, he always was able to come with. And I could not stand when the nurses gave my girls shots because obviously they would cry and it would make me feel super bad. And so I would like go out of the room when the nurse came in to give the shots, Andy would be in there with them. And then I would come in and like, as soon as like they were crying, I would rush in and like grab them and comfort them. So I did not like needles. I did not like any of it, like most people, but I was blessed to not have to be able to go in the room when the nurse was, um, you know, giving the shots because Andy was always there. But this one particular time when Destiny had to have her five-year-old shots or whatever the shots for kindergarten, whatever they are, um, he was not able to go. So it was me and Faith and Destiny and we went to the clinic and we were sitting in the clinic or in the room waiting for the nurse to come in to give shots. And Destiny was looking in the mirror and I could see her and all of a sudden she looked like she, 
even though like she was looking in the mirror and I was looking at the mirror, it looked like she was kind of looking right through me. And I was like, what are you doing? I said, stop doing that because she was always being goofy and silly. So I didn't, I thought she was just, you know, being goofy, but, <clears throat> um, so the nurse came in, gave her her shots. Um, we went and had lunch that day, went home and so that was August of 2010 and it just kind of progressed, um, till like throughout the month, I think that was the beginning of August and then throughout the month, um, it just became more and more to a point where like, she'd be like, if I was sitting on the couch in the living room and she was walking towards me, all of a sudden she would grab her head with her hands and she would look like she was looking like right through me. And I was like, like, it's like she couldn't find me. And she would, um, say mama, mama, like she was scared. And so we didn't understand like what was going on whatsoever. And so then when we had brought her to kindergarten the first day, I had told the teachers, I said, I don't know, Destiny's been doing this thing. Like, it's really weird. I don't know what she's doing, but it's almost like she's scared. She grabs her head. It looks like she's looking right through you. She's facing me to where she should be able to see me looking right at me. Looks like she's looking through me and saying mama and just looks like scared. So, um, could you, if she does that, can you just please like give her a hug, tell her it's okay. Um, I don't know what she's doing, whatever. And they said, yep. Um, not a problem. And I had had one job since, um, since Faith was born or whatever, um, at a gas station, <clears throat> um, up until this point, cause Andy and I had agreed that I was going to be a stay at home mom. We were going to raise our kids the way we wanted them raised. We were going to, um, you know, go without the two incomes because it was very important for us to, um, instill morals and values of, you know, what we wanted to teach them, not have them be taught by other people. And so I had had a job <clears throat> that was just starting because Destiny was just going to kindergarten and it was at Diamond Designs by Botus. My mom had worked there at the time. And so I was just going to enter um, a whole bunch of information into the computer. So I started the day I dropped Destiny off at kindergarten and Faith off at school too that day. And so anyways, I, as the couple months went on September and October, I got called continuously because the teachers wanted me to come and get her because they didn't know what was going on and she was falling down and she was hitting her head and the school floors are hard. And meanwhile, like at home, same things happening. Like she's falling down, like she, her forehead, she, like she couldn't catch herself. So like her forehead, like, I'm not kidding. I've never seen such big, like goose eggs on a kid's forehead. 
and we were taking her to the emergency room, to the emergency room. And at the time we <clears throat> doctored at Marshfield and we had a doctor that like was our doctor since like my doctor since I was a baby. Um, so like, and then he was our girls' doctors then, um, he was amazing. So we kept going there, making appointments, making appointments and going to the ER and going to the ER. And they just kept telling us it was just episodes. Well, I didn't even know what that meant, whatever, but they wouldn't do anything about it. And, um, so we had made, I don't know how many appointments with our regular doctor and he knew we never came in for anything like never. Um, not that we're like anti-doctor, but like we would just like, if our girls had a fever and they weren't feeling good, we didn't bring them to the doctor. We'd let it, you know, their body like fight it off themselves. And, um, so we just never brought them to the doctor. So I had begged him. I said, we never bring our girls to the doctor and you know this. So like, can you please help me figure out what is wrong with her? Like what is going on with her? And so he referred us to a specialist in Marshfield, Wisconsin, to a neurologist, a pediatric neurologist, <coughs> excuse me. And so, um, we went there and they had hooked her up to an EEG, which obviously we had no idea what that was at the time. So all these metal things like go on your head or whatever, and to measure like your brain waves to see the activity, to see what's going on. Um, and then they do these tests. Um, they have lights flashing for a period of time. And then they have the kid blow on one of those, um, what are they called? The wind, um, spinny things like to blow them. Um, they keep it dark for a little bit. They just do all these different things to see how the brain is like reacting. Well, she had one of these things that had been happening on there, which, um, we were like, okay, so they should be able to tell us some answers. And, um, she was, um, not a very nice doctor at all, actually at all. And for being in pediatrics, um, oh, anyways, it was not good. So we had went in there and she told us it was behavioral that destiny was doing this on purpose. And I said, I know this child of mine has some behavioral issues. I feel like all I do is discipline her a lot of times, but this is not behavioral. And she argued with me, would not help us. So we continued going to the ER because then she was having like seven of these episodes a day. Um, and it was just more and more. And I called our doctor again and they had said, or he had said that he had to trust his associate or whatever you want to call it, um, who he referred us to. So there was nothing he could do for us. And I was at a loss. I felt like 
nobody would help us. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times we went to the ER and um, she's falling and she's hitting her head over and over and she's scared and nobody um, would do anything. So um, it just progressed and progressed and progressed and progressed. And then um, anyways, I was getting called out of work continuously. And so, um, this one, this one, like it, like we had started documenting, we had started documenting everything and like what she was eating, what she was drinking. Um, we were documenting every single time this happened to a point that now it's happening like 50 times a day. And then it was 60 times a day. And then it was 70 times a day. And again, nobody would help us. Yes, we went to the ER a couple more times and um, they, because they weren't seeing her have it continuously. I don't know. Nobody would help us. Anyway, so um, she was up to having almost a hundred of these things a day. So we went to, this is November now, and we went to um, the ER in at Mayo this time because I was done with Marshfield completely. Um, also all the blood tests they took, it seemed like they never could get her blood. They had to poke her like so many times, like it, I don't know. It just did not go well there. Not saying there's not great doctors there cause I'm sure there is, but so we decided we would go to Mayo and Barron to the ER and there was this older guy and he was an ER doctor and he, I explained everything to him and he said, okay, we're going to give her this rectal diastat, which again, at the time I had no idea what it was. And, um, it's an emergency medication for if you have seizures or, um, seizures lasting like five minutes or longer, sometimes three minutes or longer, depending on what like your diagnosis is. Or if you have a cluster of them, like if you continue to have one and then come out of it and have another one and come out of it. And so they administered that. And he told me, um, and Destiny is five years old at this time. Um, he had told me that that would stop the, the episodes, which were seizures, but we still didn't really understand this. Um, so they would stop what was happening for 24 hours. And then he said, um, well, I guess I don't even know if we, yeah, I think he said to try to get an appointment with, um, sorry, this was a long time ago and I'm going all off of memory. <laughs> um, so he had said to try to call, um, children's hospitals, in the cities, um, Minneapolis or St. Paul, um, pick one and try to get in there. So I had made an appointment and I was trying to explain to the receptionist, like what was going on. And they had said they didn't have one, I think until like December 26th, I'm pretty sure. And I was explaining to them, um, that I think this was, um, around the 18th or 19th of November. And 
so I was explaining to them that we had to get in way sooner than December and there again, no, couldn't. So anyways, when we left the ER and he had said that it would stop these episodes from happening for 24 hours, 25 minutes later, she was having them back to back to back to back to back again. So I called and he said, Monday morning, and that's why I can't remember if it was a Friday night or a Saturday night, but he said, Monday morning, you need to drive straight to the city because I explained to him that we could not get an appointment. And he said, you need to drive straight to the cities. I don't care if it's Minneapolis or St. Paul and do not leave that ER until they see you and insist on them like really checking you out. I said, okay. So Andy was actually working at the turkey store doing artificial insemination. So that's where he would work 3 or 4 a.m. to like 11 um, noonish. And he was trying to get into the Barron County. Well, it was not the Barron County Incinerator at the time. It was called Zach Incorporated. It is the Barron County Incinerator now. So he was trying to get in there at the time. And in order to get in there, he had to do a loader operator job from one o'clock in the afternoon until nine o'clock at night. So he was going to be doing both of this, trying to both of these. And he was starting that Monday. Um, and he, um, so he was, his hope was, cause it was going to be part time, even though it was five days a week, one to nine. So his hope was to get his foot in the door and do this for a little while. And then he could end up being there full time. Meanwhile, he was going to be working, well, from three o'clock in the morning until like nine o'clock at night. Um, so um, my dad offered to come with and then Faith stayed with my mom because she had school. And like, I know it was a God thing because we ended up at Children's St. Paul. And, you know, I know there was a reason we ended up at in St. Paul, we had no idea. We had never been to children's and either of them before. Um, and I know that it was a God thing that no, everything that happened with destiny was not caused by God. Let me be clear. But in the trial and tribulation of all of this, God was guiding every single step as always. So the doctor that was on because there was three um, pediatric neurologists at the time and they would be on in the hospital two weeks and then in the clinic two weeks and then off two weeks. So they rotated and we were so blessed to get Dr. Dosher. Um, he is not there anymore, but um, because he wanted to, he's trying to find a cure for epilepsy, essentially intractable epilepsy. Um, so we ended up there with him and being the doctor that was at the hospital. And he said, um, that he had a 24 hour window to be able to get her seizures and he called them seizures right away. And side note, I had seen one seizure in my entire life at this point, And it was in Walmart. And there was a mom and a dad and a son and the mom fell over, just fell completely so hard 
on the Walmart floor and the sun was screaming and it was like super traumatic. And I remember thinking and probably saying out loud, I could never handle that. Like anything to do with seizures. Holy smoke, super scary. And so then when he said the word seizures, I was like, oh my gosh, no, 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 it can't be seizures. Like it cannot be like, no, 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 no. And he said he had a 24 hour window to get them stopped. Otherwise, I'm so sorry. My phone is on silent. <clears throat> um, otherwise, well, it could not be good. Um, but I do think I'm going to stop there. And like I said, there will probably be probably two other parts to this, maybe even three. Um, so the episodes don't get like super long and, um, yeah, just a lot of information, but so I will stop there and I will try to make sure that I don't go so long in between the next one. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.